Hi everyone, before we get going, I wanted to offer up a content warning that the following conversation does include mention of abuse and sexual assault. Thank you for listening. On with the show. Welcome to the Pixel People Podcast, where we go beyond the quest lines to discover the backstories and motivations of our favorite video game NPCs to better understand them and ourselves. I'm Amelia, also known as Firewriter, and each episode I'm chatting with a special guest about a character they find particularly interesting. Since we're taking a close look at how these characters impact the story, please be aware that spoilers are likely. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, and welcome to Pixel People. I'm Amelia, aka Firewriter, and my guest today hails from Wales. Do you like what I did there? I'm so sorry. And is a huge Bioware fan who loves connecting with other Bioware fans to talk about their favorite games. Gareth, welcome to Pixel People. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am too. This is such a fun character that you've brought. Well, I say fun, but also so complex and so complicated and so tragic a character. So there's so much happening here. It's going to be so much fun to dig in. So uh, who did you bring? I brought today Jack from Mass Effect. Jack, the wonderful Jack from Mass Effect, also known occasionally as Subject Zero. But don't call her that because it will piss her off. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to <laughs> piss her off. <laughs> she will destroy you. <laughs> That's burned in my brain. That's burned in my brain. I know, right? I was like, you can hear the exact, I will destroy you. <laughs> it is bad in my brain. <laughs> Haunt my dreams. Um, I, I heard somebody in another game say it too one time, and I was like, it made me do a double take. Um, yeah. I can't remember where it was, but I was like, wait a minute, that's not your line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me, uh, why Jack? What what jumps out to you about Jack? I would definitely, well, arguably, I would say she's a very underrated character because I know she's so mm. to talk about. It's a very touchy subject sometimes with, with Jack. I think. Yeah. I know you got the pop, yeah. popular ones, but with Jack, she's so complex as a character. I've always like, I've always, I don't know what she, she attracted me as a character that I wanted to talk about for a long time. This has given me the opportunity to like do it really. Awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah. It, um, yeah. So why don't we kick off by kind of giving us the the introduction to Jack and how she fits in to the storyline of Mass Effect 2 primarily, but also Mass Effect 3. With, with Jack, I mentioned that in the beginning, very, very complex, especially when you first meet her as a, as a prisoner, prisoner or prisoner zero. And you go to uh, you go after recruit, and you get a dossier from Elusive Man to recruit Jack as well. And originally, I was like, "Ooh, I'm not sure what this character is gonna be like." But as soon as I saw Jack, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of blew me away. I wasn't expecting such a character. And then, mm-hmm. and the more you get to know her, the more interesting she is. But she's kind of like shielded, formed off from from other characters, so it does take a while for you to maybe take to her. Maybe that's why I mm-hmm. do think she can be underrated because not many people might have tried to get to know her because she's so closed off. Yeah. Yeah, she's so. Yeah, my um, first playthrough on the trilogy, um, she actually died. Um, she died just prior to the suicide mission. Um, while you're going through that airfield, I lost three characters during that because <laughs> I did not quite understand the uh, the whole context of like upgrading the normandy oh wow um (laughs) that was a mess but i i just i felt like i missed the boat on jack you know the first time through and then when i played it again when legendary edition came out um i really got to pay more attention to her and holy moly It's definitely de- development is a big thing that jumps out to me. The development from yeah. from two to three, and then I remember uh, it's a statement in three. She mentioned something about hanging out with Shepard so much has made her like uh, a better leader and a better person. Yeah, it really jumped out to me. Like it's like that's such an in depth character, and it, they wrote her really well. 
And oh my gosh, seeing her with those kids, taking care of those kids, yeah. being a role model. Oh my heart. And he's telling them to my Jack. Eat like juice. <laughs> she gave such a fun way. These are like juice boxes. Like, make sure you drink your juice box. And they're like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. Yeah, I do love her as a character. Honestly, like I'm, I'm be gushing the entire episode probably. So I apologize. <laughs> oh, you are fine. Gush away. That's that's <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> so, um, so Jack is also voiced by Courtney Taylor, who is who has al- already made an appearance on this podcast, and we talked about um, Ada from the Outer Worlds. And she's known for just a million other things, including, like, the sole survivor of Fallout 4. And I played Fallout 4 before I played Mass Effect. So, um, I was just, (laughs) I was just so amused at how, when you're introduced to Jack, she's in cryostasis. (laughs) 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 Just, like, imagining Courtney being given the script to Fallout 4 and being, oh, so I'm in cryostasis. Again. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> she's she's my, one of my favorites. My reaction to that was amazing when she came up to the cryostasis and started like running to the max. Like, oh my god. And when they bring her up, it's like, oh my gosh, who is this person that is so deadly? She has to be, like, frozen. And when she meets you as well, like, Commander Shepard, and the phrase to him or her, oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase at the beginning part when you first meet them. I don't know if you're allowed to swear, but uh, it's not like a swear word. Like when she says, oh, you oh yeah, yeah, totally go for it. Said, like, <laughs> you sound like such a dick. When you first, oh, yeah. When you first meet them, she, when Shepard shoots their, uh, the guard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you walk towards Normandy and she discovers you were Cerberus, and oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And you know, this is a bit of a history going on there. Yeah. And it's like seeing. This is something that I think hits you so much harder on, like, the, um, you know, after your initial playthrough, too. If you've done her loyalty quest and you find out her background with Cerberus, like, redoing that prison scene and imagining her being freed and then to discover who her freers are. Oh, God. I mean, what a punch in the gut that would have to be it's such a complicated that quest as well like when you're trying to get to know jack and she's like oh, mm-hmm. this, i was this prisoner i was like the prize prisoner of this this um facility but then it turns out there's other kids treated just the same as she was mm-hmm. but then the lucid man didn't know about it and it was like off the books so you'd be like oh so you didn't really know about it yeah yeah and and that's i think that also gets to the heart of to why it's um so powerful to see her being able to role model the kids yeah is her rage and hatred of those other kids um did you want to um tell the story of what happened on um pragia oh yeah of course um for anybody who's like not so familiar or wants a refresher of what was happening there well she was taken in as an experiment and to run experiments on, I think I believe it was implants, on buried implants by biotics. Because mm-hmm. I remember in Mastic One, do you remember that that um, implant with Caden without mind grains because he had like an L yeah. implant? But they were experimenting yeah. on to do a better, a better, better job with those implants. And I think a lot of Ian's di- didn't believe in those type of things, like experimentations on humans. So uh, mm-hmm. Lions is a human based only. But then in two. There was um Cerberus who were kind of like a shadow shadowy organization, you could say. Mm-hmm. They don't really follow all the rules. And then they they do experimenting to make better implants for biotics and how, how far they could reach biotic potential. And then she was taken into this facility, experimented on, and I would say this is where they get stuck. Pretty much abused. Yeah. Oh, she was abused in this facility. And made to fight other kids her own age. Mm-hmm. Survive or eat food or even sleep in a bed. It's yeah, yeah. awful. Such a sad backstory. Yeah, and then they would like condition her to enjoy killing and killing yeah. because yeah, through like the use of punishment and then giving her drugs when she kills, so that she equates killing with euphoria. Euphoria, yeah. And she'd write on her walls in her cell like her kills, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's so. I know we're like we're like bouncing around the timeline too, but it's like it's 
it's interesting um to to go through that mission because up until then she's only ever been this angry sarcastic often quite funny yeah um you know as she's telling all of these absolutely insane exploits of her life and um oh prior to the uh prior to starting recording we had talked about her tattoos oh yeah we did yeah we talked about it yeah and and you reminded me that um that uh her tattoos all have meaning yeah they do a lot of them i think one of them is for like the first kill she ever did um after the first love she ever had uh the first like time she stole like a ship there's like so many different ones it's like each one has different meanings first time she killed cerebrus officer she'd like tattoo on her arm that's yeah. like badges i guess it's like the show where she yeah yeah it's it's crazy. Yeah, I do like it. And she tells you stories about each tattoo sometimes as well when you t- go to the ship and talk to her. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's that hilarious conversation where um, she's like listing off the different things she does. And it's like murder, uh, piracy. I, uh, yeah. And then she goes, vandalism. <laughs> and and, and Shepard's like, uh, one of these things is not like the other, and she's like, "Oh, it's no big deal. I just crashed a space station into the moon." I <laughs> mean, <laughs> like, that isn't word for word what she says or anything like that, but it's just like it's it it comes across as so she's clearly like stringing you along, you know, to make you look a little foolish, which is just it's just hilarious. Yeah, stuff the shepherd's done, and he's like, "Well, I've done this, so I've done that." I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> you don't look." Yeah. <laughs> And like and like looking at her tattoos too, she's it's it's really interesting because I mean, and and you get a very good look at her tattoos since <laughs> apparently her clothing choice is rope, um, <laughs> twine. Um, doesn't look comfortable to me, but you do you, Jack. Um, <laughs> but she's so colorful and bright and just decorated all over like everything except her her face and um I really love her. although i mean unless she's spending hours in the bathroom i'm gonna assume her makeup is tattooed on too i really love her, <laughs> her attitude i love her attitude i think i love her for the wrong reasons i love her attitude she's a strong like independent woman you would say she's a very <laughs> unlike me in real life in i'm like games and all that tough so i think that's why i like jack so much i'm like yep i want jack to protect me at all costs that's <laughs> Definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, you got you got Jack at your back. You're unstoppable. Oh, of course. Her and her shotgun and her biotic powers. Holy moly! Yeah, she's she's always such a good one to have in the squad because she's just oh, she's amazing. And like you said, her... be very sarcastic, yeah. and she does make some funny comments like in missions, yes. missions and side quests. Like she makes very funny comments. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She cracks me up on a regular basis. But it's it's interesting because all of this, you know bravado and sarcasm and dark humor and um i'm trying to think of a good word for you know what what else she but all of the all of these things um are covering up um a child who's been hurt so so badly and so broken and so used and so mistreated yeah and you know, and and she seems she seems almost irredeemable to a certain extent. You know, like she's in she's in your party, but this is clearly, you know, from from or how, as she's initially presented, this is a bad person. Oh, this is a murderer. In the beginning, it's like she's like oh, I'm using you just for the files, like to see you wear like shoes yeah. and stuff. So yeah, she's using you to start with. For sure. Yeah. She's using you. It's it's this mutual understanding that they're both using each other. And she's telling you this, but he's telling all these bad stories about her. She doesn't tell you anything good about her. I think it's to put you off, right. it, not to get close or not to let you in. But you put it perfectly before the recording about it, the way she looks, even as she, like, it tattoos, it's like a shield. It's like shielding you. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah. It's, um, she's, she's done everything possible to, 
you, you know, and, and then as she as she continues to relay her history, you know, you find that she's, you know, when she's been captured, she's just it, more abuse. You know, it's just an ongoing lifetime of abuse. And so it makes sense that she's learned all these different ways to protect herself. It's, it's all she can do. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's her own survival instinct. Um, and the tattoos are a part of that. But when we, when we go back and we look at the, uh, survival, or not the survival, the, um, the, um, her loyalty mission. So after you've been traveling for some time with this hard, difficult, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, person who would probably stab you as soon as look at you. You go to, you know, she tells you exactly what she wants to do. She wants to go there and plant a big fucking bomb. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> far be it from Jack to not drop the F-bomb at every possible opportunity. Um, <laughs> um, you, you sound like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's just constantly just uh, needling you. Yeah. yeah, but I have to say, otherwise somebody would like tortured me for not saying that. Do you remember the scene where they're on um, plant the bomb when you're on, on like their shuttle coming back and she's flicking the switch up and down? Mm, yes. And you can tell she's like thinking in deep thought and she's like clicking it up and down and you know it's a meaning, you know it's something behind that and then she clicks the button. Yeah. Yeah and she waits for so long before she does it as well. Yeah. It's it's badass to me that is and like that's so cool. <laughs> and it's like She's been hit with so much information too, and there's there's so much brilliant storytelling that goes on, um, in all the computers and terminals and whatnot that you find scattered, or not terminals, but uh, pads, the data pads that you find um, scattered around the location. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because we learn that everything that she thought had happened there was actually incorrect yeah there wasn't torturing her they were torturing other people to give like to for improvements for jack it's like they were chopped yeah. for jack and then you do find out this not what you think it is at all yeah and i just i can't imagine what learning that would do because it's like it's not bad enough that you were harmed so badly and you were treated so poorly and but to learn that all of these others were tortured and killed for the sole purpose of trying to increase your biotic strength by just a smidge more yeah you know a whole person's life is worth just a smidge more of power that i mean what would that do to a person well that that would definitely change you i i definitely think that they would, it would change your character yeah. for sure and i think that's what they do very good with jack in into like compare i don't want to jump ahead or anything but like yeah in, in three it's a she's a completely mm-hmm. different character she's not the same person. yeah and i think that's a really good thing how well written the character is as well it's like you said like yeah something like trauma like that would change a person and then in three she's completely different mm-hmm. i think that's something that um Bioware in general does really well, but especially in Mass Effect is those really complex character arcs um where you know a character is introduced and they are just problematic as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they've and then you know, you learn so much about them, you learn why they are the way that they are. And so many of them are just given these beautiful opportunities for redemption. And I mean it's 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 unrealistic cuz I don't know if that happens yeah. as much yeah. as we would like it to in real life, you know. Even with, like two. Unfortunately, <laughs> even with two when you said about like her being a booze and like it must change you and like she's trying to like yeah. believe she's not irredeemable from the stuff she's done. But like even if you yeah. your romance as a male shepherd, you know the romance mm-hmm. scene, she starts crying cuz like if you can you can like sleep there as a one off, and then not like mm-hmm. romance with that. But you can't romance her later on, and she just talks yeah. like sex and all those type of things. As it's like, like if it's a general conversation. But then if you decide, decide like I want to get to know you later on in the romance scene, she cries because she thinks like it's not worth it. Oh, and it's like, cries. Um, as I was kind of you know doing a little 
you know, pre-reading just to remind myself of some things and, um, you know, get a little bit more that I might have missed. That was something that really struck me is there is so much of Jack's story that I have still missed because I've only ever played as Femshep. Um, so I can't romance Jack. <laughs> I've only played Femshep um, once, which I'm guilty of once, and that's because I want to romance Garrus. That's it. That's literally it. <laughs> See, that's why I play Femshep. That, that, that was the That's the only time I played chat, female <laughs> chat is because of Garrus. That's it. <laughs> oh, my Garrus. <laughs> I love Garrus. I love his voice actor. I love the character. I, I take him in every oh. quest for me. I go Garrus and Jack, always. Yeah, they are. They are the dream team. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to like be like, whoa, what are you talking about? But they are so, those two are so good together in yeah. your squad with that combination of the tech and biotics. I yeah. mean, you can also get that or, or, or not necessarily type of sniper sniper. He does have some tech, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean, like you can get that uh, Liara and Tally are really good together for that reason too. I played soldier. Um, I played soldier. So I had that. I was the soldier. Oh yeah. And I had Garrus as a sniper on tech and I had uh, mm-hmm. biotics. So I had every bit of each one. Yeah. I was, um, I'm trying to think what the name of it is. Um, the one that's in between uh, Tech and Soldier. Oh, and Penal. Thank you. <laughs> I can't <laughs> think of what it was. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the one that I tend to play. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Garrus is the guy there. But but yeah, but I do want to play um, a male Shep because you know there there are, I want to romance Tally too. You know, that's a good romance. Um, oh, very yeah. She's lovely. I, I would love to, um, but I think I think a Jack romance would be so interesting. You know, um, I think you'd like it. I generally think you'd like it, especially the romance scene as well. Like, say it only happens before the the suicide mission, but like when you see it, yeah, and then when we start seeing her cry, she doesn't cry the entire game. Doesn't talk about feelings. Then she talks about it. Yeah, right in the end, she's like, "If you're gonna die, then I want you to know this." And then starts crying, and it's like, "Oh, it's heartbreaking." Hmm. You'd like, Next. I think you'd like it. Oh, I would. I, I'd be a sobbing mess is what I would be. I, I, literally, Tim. I was in a mess. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a sobbing mess through about, you know, a good solid 75% of Mass Effect. She, you, so. you can't remember as a companion in 3, which I was gutted about, but you do see her in the, um, the uh, Gruesome Academy. I remember that. Yeah. And she like hit yeah. in front of the kids and the kids make comments about it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and um, I mean, the, it's it's so cute to... But, oh, sorry, go ahead. Have you, play, have you played the DLC yet with their, um, the Shawleys one? The, the, yes. The DLC. Oh my god, the best. They start Nothing they start will ever talk They start in a romance scene, they were in their, um, <clears throat> the combat games, when you play those games with your squad. Yeah. You blow up, you blow up a mech together and start, like, romancing each other, they were in the scene. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. And I didn't know if you knew she gave Shep a tattoo. Give her give her a, oh oh the tattoo. Yes, yeah. I remember that. The N seven on her butt. Yeah, he's like I don't know what it was. Um <laughs> she had, I mean um she gives Shep a tattoo. She she oh she gives Shep a tattoo. Yeah, she Shep she like uh, um she tattoo Shepard's back and she says something like, um, if I'm because she's on Earth and I think her uh, the story was you can either Keep her kids as like a, a support team or a um yes. a charge team, and then I kept them as support. So and, I did too. And Shepard was on like the front lines and stuff. And she was like, "If I ever, if you ever injured or come across you or like something happens here, I want to I want to identify you in some way, and I want to know it's you." Yeah. And she tattoos his back with um I can't remember what the tattoo actually is. It's just, it's just something to do with her. It's a symbol. I remember Jack has one and says she go on her butt of uh N seven. It, and also on his right shoulder, I remember that. It's, it's in the DLC and she tattoos are on his back. Or no, um, is it Jack? She has like the N7 on her butt. And then she's like, yeah. you romance someone else in the street. She says, does like, she have to get lasered off? <laughs> yeah, but she keeps it if you if you're done, if you romance it again. She keeps it. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at Jack being cute and squishy and loving. She's very different from but, 3 till 2 anyway, sorry for like jumping from games, but yeah she's very different. I don't know if you noticed that even playing as a femship, she's very different. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was so good to see her again and, um, you know, especially since she had, you know, died on my first run through and um, 
I never got, I hadn't gotten to see, you know, what happens to her, what becomes of her. And, um, to see her again, and it, it did, while, while she's very different, it felt like, it felt like a natural growth. It didn't feel like, um, they went back to the drawing board on the character or anything like that. It it just, it felt like time had passed. She had done some really hard work on herself. <laughs> Go <Yeah>. Jack. <laughs> um, you know, and she had found something that she loved and was passionate about and and she had learned you know from shepherd to be more well just just even if you don't ro- romance her she learns she learns that she has value and worth and beyond what um what can be taken from her you know what i mean you pretty much just summed up the entire romance scene in mass effect 2 Oh. <laughs> you pretty much just summed it up. You well, I guess I mean, I guess I have means it's very natural. Honestly, you said that so better than I could ever could. Yeah, that's pretty much what the scene is, in, is about. The entire Mass Effect 2 scene, like the romance scene, is about that. Like, she's got worth. She's worth something. Yeah. She's got value, and it's not something you can take from her. Like, she just talks about sex as a general thing, which you can do in the right. game. But then, if you don't and you stick with her, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's a powerful thing especially i mean i mean that emotional whiplash that she's had just not too long before that really um depending on when you did her loyalty mission yeah that she is the only one to make it off of that planet and out of that facility once she finds out you know the truth about that yeah can we can we talk about that i'm not sure if we yeah but she please let's it turns out that she's not the only survivor that's right. That's right. There is one more. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is one more. Um, and when you plant the bomb, he wants to like restart the facility, doesn't he? He wants to restart the program. Yeah. And I think it's with them. What are the guys called? The gangs, um, the Krogans and Vulture. Oh, is that the Blue Suns? That, no, they're, they're they're blue ones. They are, and then it's a yellow one. Blue Suns. Ah, oh, what are they called? Bl- blood something. Oh, the the blood pack. The blood, that's the one. Blood pack. He hires the blood pack to um take the facility back and um yeah experiments again. Yeah, which is just baffling, and and there's so much there's so much it it, it bothers me that Miranda tries to defend uh not not what happened there but tries to defend cerberus and separate cerberus from what happened there and um that really bothers me because even if and and the if is doing a lot of heavy lifting right now <laughs> even if the elusive man did not know what was happening there which i don't believe for a second even if they were truly unsanctioned and rogue and so on and so forth as the as the supporter as the creator as the as whatever you know the head the umbrella you're still responsible for what takes place under your name under your name you know yeah and and that argument just especially for miranda to try to give that argument just didn't sit right for me because i'm like miranda you know better i know you know better the only the only thing about that jazz quest or side quest or loyalty mission mm-hmm. as you would say play too much dragon age mm-hmm. thing quest like, <laughs> anytime um a quest comes up or something like that like um the one thing that can make or break my side too is if you like you done sight if you side with one of them and then yeah. Enough like a paragon or renegade, then one of them characters is gonna die in the end. You're like, <clears throat> it's just, uh, yeah. I, I think that's why Miranda died my first time. And then mm-hmm. I was gutted. And Garrus died in my loyalty mission as well. So, oh, oh, straight to the heart. I knocked, I knocked my game off. Started again. It's that bad. You got, <laughs> I you got taken by the swarms, <laughs> and I was like, nope, no, nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was only crying. I was yeah. playing on stream. And I'm doing the suicide mission, and I had done something wrong, and whoop, there goes Garrus getting my love interest, my 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 no. dear one, getting carried off by these horrible things, and I'm just like, okay, that was an alternate timeline. That never happened. We're nipping that in the bud right now. <laughs> did, did you make them? Did you make him the squad leader? 
oh god i can't even remember what i did um i still lost zaid in the end but i was at that point i was like okay i'm not doing it again sorry zaid (laughs) 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 but uh yeah i can't remember what it was that i had done wrong but it did not go well if he survives the swarm to get shot in the chest and he dies got in because like yep changed up they know can't deal Cannot deal with that. Uh, no, not Garrus anyway. And even the one no. who killed the human reaper and all the stuff lands on them. And then he's picking the stuff off the shepherds, grabbing the mm-hmm. stuff off them to make sure they're still alive. Oh, the anxiety I get on that mission. <laughs> yeah, because I had lost, the first time through, I had lost Miranda on the suicide mission as well. I, I mean, I had, God, I feel like I had hardly anybody when I went into Mass Effect 3. I missed out so much that first time. It's so crazy. I lost Thane as well because he's in the med. I did too. The went through the ship and like it's like a spike went through him. Yes. Yeah, that was what happened to me. I lost, uh, during that part, I lost Thane, Legion, and Jack. And it's like, you think about how their stories play out in 3 and it's just like, I lost. I lost Molden as well. Oh no! I, I sent him back with the, the team. I rescued the team instead of finishing a lot of team missions first. So I went back and rescued the team. We got abducted from the Normandy, and Molden took yeah. and died saving them. I was like, oh, oh, <gasps> oh my Molden! I, <laughs> I love Molden. Oh, I love him so much. We did. Um, we did more Molden last season. And I mean, I was literally crying on. I've seen the joke. I've seen the joke he tells you with your romance, Jack. What does he say? He says like about biotics, and he says take a antibiotic. Antibiotic. You get it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's brilliant! I mean, it's brilliant. He told me not to swallow. Oh, so. it's, so, it's so good. Honestly, <laughs> I spat my drink out when I was watching that. I was like, what? He's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the wonderful Morden. I know, I could just go on about like every every character every time, I jo- swear. Is it Joker that says to like Shepard, like he's like an hamster on coffee? He says what? He says something like he's Morden's like an hamster on coffee. Oh, and I am strong coffee. I love it. The way he speaks, he speaks so quickly, and like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> He's brilliant. He is brilliant. He's so good. Yeah. Um, he's he's so fun to. T- I, I, what's what's really cool about um, about a lot of these characters too is that even the ones that I think don't necessarily get the love that they deserve have so much going on, um, in the background. And I mean, there's there's a lot of conversations to be had about whether you know certain behaviors that some of the people have are problematic but what i really found is that a lot of the most loved characters are very problematic when you first meet them um garris is the perfect one and yeah like in the beginning like he's with c-sec even red tape he wants to go behind the red tape kind of thing but if you're a paragon chair but in one he changes in two like when you first meet him again he's right yeah exactly he tries joining back with c-sec and then if he become renegade he decides to join with the specters Mm -hmm. so it is even his intro changes like he's still like archangel but he says like oh i decided to go with um was there uh, a C-Sec or if you're Paragon? And if you're Renegade, he goes, I decided mm-hmm. to go with um, the Spectres. Like, it changes what, what he did after the events of Mass Effect 1. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that there was a um, difference there. That's that's because really, I've never played Renegade. <laughs> I wouldn't play Paragon myself, yeah, but I know it's a Renegade thing as well. He, he, like, if you speak mm. to him very good in one, he'll say, like, yeah. I'll join back with C-Sec. And if you speak to him really badly, he goes, oh, I'll, jo- I'll join with the Spectres. I'll go for the, the training for the Spectres. Yeah, that's really interesting. So it's like he's he's making a decision there about whether he's willing to work within limits or whether he's he wants to have complete control. Because like Spectres, they can do everything and just deny they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I thought like yeah, be interesting. And too, he's got a very complicated one as well. I mean, like joining the gang, taking out like right. he does. Like you said, like you said, trauma. Like he's even his loyalty missions. You have to decide if you want to let him shoot the guy who betrayed him or right. let him go. So that's right. That's a good comparison with like Jack as well. Yeah, that's why I always add them together, and they always like have chat lines when you go into like uh, different, different like the Omega, for example. 
they will like chat about different stories and stuff they've done and it's pretty good yeah yeah that's interesting i hadn't really thought about their similarities because you know it's like in a lot of ways they're so different but they do they do have a lot in common oh yeah definitely. in the way that they approach problems because <laughs> yeah. yeah garris is likely to just go straight to let's kill it yeah. <laughs> and it's like slow down slow down there buddy <laughs> slow your roll and and you kind of have to and it's it's the same as with jack where you you kind of have to coax him a little bit and and kind of show him that there's a better way i mean if you're playing paragon <laughs> i'm always fine yes we're playing renegade all bets are off there i cannot speak to a character in renegade i'm like you know like you make the wrong dialogue choice i load the game up and make the other one i'm like nope no can't do that <laughs> There are some renegade options I will pick, just because. No, oh, and I'm interested. Boy, boy, they are satisfying. I'm <laughs> interested what you serve. I'm interested what you pick. So, um, there's an option. Um, this is on Morden's uh, loyalty mission. Oh, and well. yeah, but the, they um, it's when the the Krogan is um like ranting at you and um he's saying just all these horrible things to morden like he's gonna he's gonna get the solarian's eggs and eat them yeah. and just i mean and morden's face is just like you know and a renegade option pops up to shut him the hell up and i was like how is this a renegade option like this feels like the best thing to do you are saying these cruel things that hurt my friend, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> and it lets you uh, blow up the pipe that like, kills him. Lights him on fire, then I, uh, he gets lit on fire. The Krogan does. He gets lit yeah. Fire, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, he had that coming. <laughs> did you do the one where you pushed the guy out of the window when you were cooking? Yes. Yeah, I did that as well. Yes, I did that one as well. Um, I feel like there's another one that's like, there's one in three as well that's like, is it shooting the uh, ambassador? Oh, um, Anderson, no, Anderson, Anderson. I put him on the council. The other guy, um, oh, I know you're talking about it as well. Yeah, yeah. God, his uh, name I, is like. I've got it. I've got it. Odina. Yes, Odina. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Is that a? Is I feel like that's a renegade option too. It is. You can also find out that I don't know if this is a common known thing, right? You'll find out he's working with uh, with um Cerberus, right? He's, yeah, he's the mole, and he's the mole for Cerberus. Mm -hmm. He's been with them for ages. And that was another one where it was just like, why would you do anything else? This, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, you got it. Uh. You got it. <laughs> annoying. When Anderson punches him in Mass Effect One, is brilliant. Oh, I love that moment. Oh my god, I could just rewind that and watch it forever. I mean, it's you like, can that's right. It. You tell him, Anderson. You're like, oh my god, Anderson's like a badass. Oh God, love him. He's so great. He's a, he's such a dad, and he he's such a dad. He is. He is. Oh, well, when he calls, he's so wonderful. When he calls you son, and she plays a guy. Does he call you dope? Does he play as a girl? I don't even know. I'm trying to think. He said he calls me anything other than Shepherd. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like the choices at the end of ME three, and he says I'm proud of you, son. Yeah, I'll have to take a look because I'm like. God, there's so much happening in that moment that I'm just like, you know, watching through tears. I I'm the same. I'm <laughs> it's like, I don't know what happened. Ah. <laughs> I blocked it out. Can't handle it. Yeah, I'm traumatized my last playthrough. It's been a while. Like, <laughs> I played again. I played Mass Effect 2 just before we did this podcast now, just so I could yeah. refresh my mind a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Right? It's, uh, oh my goodness. It, it, well, honestly, I was only 15 when the 2 came out. Okay. Yeah, I'm 26 now, but when 2 came out, went to midnight lunch at 12, 12 a.m. in the morning with my dad. That's so cool. I love that. I never met I was, someone yeah. who liked Mass Effect before in my life. And then I went to midnight lunch and there was a, a guy behind me <laughs> waiting for a copy of... He played on PC and I played on, I think it was Xbox 360 at the time. And he was like, yeah. he's like, oh my god, you play Mass Effect? I was like, yeah. And then we started talking the entire queue, like buying the game. That's so cool. Oh, that's a good moment <laughs> in my life, honestly. It's like... I didn't know anyone who liked Mass Effect. And from my say, I'm from a small little town as well, and I had no yeah people liked it. So when I got older, that's when I discovered that like with social media, there's a lot of fans like who love Mass Effect. Yeah, I was late to it. Um, I had tried, um, I had tried it a few years back, and 
I and bounced off of it for you know whatever reason. Um, and then um, when I came back to it, it was to learn about a specific character actually. And um, I had started with two, which in retrospect was not a great choice, but I was also trying to learn as much as I could in as short a time as I could, which is also why um, everything went hellaciously wrong, because I didn't spend the time to boost the Normandy. But at any rate, um, I shot myself at the foot on that one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like, at this point, I... I wish it had been a part of my life for a lot longer because I just, I just connected to the characters in it so hard. Every one of them felt like they had something that I related to so strongly. And Jack is one of those too, because I think, I feel like a lot of Jack's story has to do with guilt. Yeah. Um, and even when she's um you know being that that tough badass in the beginning you can tell that you know there's 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 a lot going on and it, it seems to me that you know people who survive trauma or who survive sexual assault which is very much also her and and she's very clear about that yeah. that she's been assaulted over and over and over again. i remember that as well yeah you're right mm-hmm. and they tend to feel guilt which is unfair and i'm not trying to say you know like what am i trying to say um it's 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 unfair that the way the world is leads them to feel that guilt. You know what I mean? Because obviously they're they have nothing like, it, to feel guilty. I, know you're, I think I know what you're trying to say. Like it's yeah. sexually assaulted, but then she feels the guilt like it's her fault, but it's not. Right, right. No, like, I, think, and, so, I know, like it, yeah. people don't speak up about. I know people don't speak out about it. Except they mm-hmm. blame themselves, and then when they should, right. they shouldn't. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Yeah, and it's it's so sad and. And I think that she has internalized so much of that, and she hates herself, you know? And she has so much... She She's very angry towards the world, but she's also so angry towards herself. And, you know, that's... And that's something, you know, I, I haven't fortunately, you know, experienced a, the, these things that Jack has experienced, but I have experienced situations that have caused me to feel extreme guilt for something that isn't my fault, you know, that there's nothing I could have done that would have, that would have prevented something or, or, um, nothing's ever black and white. And I think that's why it's it's hard. Like something, like something was right to me, could be wrong for you or right for somebody else. And, it's it's hard because you blame yourself then, even though you believe you're right, mm-hmm. you are right. Like if you believe you're right, then yeah, I, I, I understand completely where you're coming from. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it was like I could I could see that in in that character, you know, that especially when she goes through the uh, through the, the why do I keep calling it the survivor mission? I don't know where I'm getting that from. Through the loyalty mission. And it's like I mean, how much worse would that be to know? Because cause she didn't know that about all the kids. And to find out that all of those kids, you know, were destroyed to boost her. And that she was forced to feel joy from killing them. And, you know, all of these horrible, horrible things. I mean, for somebody who's already feeling, you know, this much... Uh, rage and against you know both externally and internally H- how much how much deeper that would drive that guilt you know yeah and and it's not it's not earned guilt it's not she, you know it's not something that she needs to feel guilty over by any stretch of the imagination but guilt i think isn't a very rational emotion sometimes <laughs> Um, and, but, but that was something that I, I really, I really related to in Jack's story. 
And I think that there's a lot of folks out there, unfortunately, who internalize situations that were completely out of control, out of their control, because they were, they were, I mean, she was a child, you know, I mean, she was, she was a dangerous child and a powerful child, but she was a child. Yeah, I definitely, same as you, I definitely relate to her, for sure. I definitely relate to her, especially the person I am today, like, I definitely relate to her. Mm -hmm. The way I, Mm -hmm. I had good growing up and stuff, then I'm a bit of a punky, the way I dress and stuff, and I've got tattoos. So, like, when I got introduced to her, I was like, oh, I've definitely been called out, like, on the way you dress, (laughs) or the tattoos and stuff. Yeah. It's not ready, it's not, it's not, it's it's more accepted now than it was back then, but then. Oh, yeah. You're getting called names, like, emo and stuff, and, like, you're not an emo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I relate to Jack, like, I can't can't imagine the stuff, like, if if this was a real world, a lot of stuff she'd get. So, yeah, I I do, I think that's why I relate to her so much, I was like, I want to get to know her straight away, like, get to know this character. Yeah. It's always kind of funny too when you when you kind of connect to a character for one thing initially, and then you get to know them a bit more, and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, and you're and, and you and you find out just how just how deep sometimes that connection can really go. I didn't expect your character to go that deep either. Like, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I can catch off guard. Those are my favorites too. When when um, when you have a character that just, you know, on on a surface level looks one way, and then and then as you unravel their story, you're rewarded with this incredibly deep and powerful, you know, emotion oh, driven. There's one though. There's one, and I'm sorry to say this. Jacob. I don't think you don't think he ever left my normally. To be honest. Who's this? Jacob. Oh, poor Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> he just doesn't Jacob. get enough love. <laughs> he never left my Normandy, I swear. Like, he was so boring. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to speak to you. <laughs> it was bad. I think, I think there's still a lot going on with Jacob. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's one of those characters that I think other characters are so much more colorful and, um, they're just kind of given more more initial initially interesting details about them that make you kind of want to go oh oh interesting let's learn more you know um and he's not he's not really given that but you know i think once once you kind of dig into him a little bit more there's there's still more there and you know and and he's he's not a jack and you know he's he's not a tally or a liara or you know um but but there's still a lot of there there <laughs> yeah that's actually true actually yeah that is very true that's something i i absolutely love about yeah <laughs> i will go to bat for mass effect characters um but th- that's something i just love about those characters though is just that they put so much into every one of them and and you know and i know there's a lot of conversation and and part of and part of what makes this cool is that there's a lot of conversation and discourse about you know different characters you know and ashley's one that comes to mind you know the people the people who hate her hate her you know yeah i've noticed that as well especially with the racist stuff yeah i've noticed that as well like i romance the first time i played mass effect and okay i when i discovered jack in two i was like nope Get Ashley, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of uh, yeah, people later, yeah, yeah, but but that also means a lot of people don't get to see her entire story, and she's another one who does get you know, an you art. hate the character though, it just shows good writing because you hate them for a reason, it yes, shows good writing. So even if they're a bad character, it's, it's for a purpose, it's, it's done on it's done on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just it. You do have a very strong reaction to her. So, so that that's almost a, a test of yeah. of of your shepherd or you. You know, can you can you work through this this challenge, this 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 unpleasantness at the beginning to find you know something deeper and and you know and that's kind of what i what i say you know earlier where everybody starts out a little problematic because it's like morden who's probably one of the most beloved i mean he helped create a genocide that's mm-hmm. that's pretty bad that's 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 about as bad as it gets you know but but then you know he he is able to 
question his actions. And in the end, you know, I mean, depending on what you do, of course, but for me, always make them, if not right, as right as they can be made. If you want to, you know, if you want to laugh, but definitely put more than a Rex together. It's the funniest thing ever. Oh, I bet. I, oh. I guess, I, I guess I do have them together when I'm doing priority, uh, or not, not priority. What is it called in that one? The, um, because both of their loyalty missions are, are on Tachanka, so. Yeah. I, I think you're thinking of Grunt. Oh, I am thinking of Grunt. You're right. The, um, no, I guess I haven't had Morden and Rex together. You played, you played uh, Dragon Age Origins, right? Yes. You, do you know who all Grunt is? Yes. That, yes. That's that's Grunt. That's the voice actor. Is it really? Yeah, it's the same voice actor. Yeah, it's Grunt. And oh, that's so cool! Steve I have Blue, to listen to that. Bloom on Twitter. He's a lovely guy. Oh my goodness! Pretty funny as well. Oh, that's hilarious! Same okay. Voice actor, yeah. That's so cool. I love that. But I think it's. I'm thinking of um, is it Mass Effect Three when you do their uh, when you have to rescue the female um Krogan? Yes. Last the mission Eve. I was talking about. Yeah, and uh, that's when like priority to Chaka. They oh, they both forget to. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're right. They are together. at them. Yeah. Well, for a little bit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Before I start crying over Mass Effect characters again, which is a fairly common occurrence around here, <laughs> I wanted to say thank you so much for joining me and bringing Jack and letting people dive deeper than the bristly tattooed, <laughs> <laughs> nearly naked lady <laughs> that occupies your. Glad you asked me to come on. It's been a pleasure, honestly. It's been nice to like have a nerd out about our favorite characters. Yes, it's uh, it's my favorite, one of my favorite things to do, and Same. I'm so glad that I get to do it on a regular basis, and that <laughs> other people are just as into it as I am. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, there's a lot of people into it, yeah. It's nice. It's so cool. So, if people would like to get in touch with you and uh, chat more about Jack, or mass effect or dragon age or other you know bioware goodies and and we were talking about cyberpunk too you, yeah. you play in fallout you play all kinds of great games oh, Lord. so if Fun. yeah and you said you're playing dying light right now is that right too yeah yeah i'll have to check that out um because it seems like we have fairly similar tasting games here oh, me, you, you'd like dying light <laughs> as well probably <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So if anybody wants to uh, get in touch with you and say hi, how can they do that? I'm on Twitter, I'm at GarfJShop17. I pretty much just talk about uh, Bioware games mainly, but I do chat about other stuff like other games and stuff like that as well. Fantastic. I'll put a link in the show notes too Thanks. so people can find you pretty easy. But thank you again. It was so much fun talking to you. And... I look forward to chatting with you again sometime in the future about uh, those. Thank you for having me, folks. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Pixel People podcast. Check out the show notes for links to the game and characters discussed and to connect with me and my guest. Want to be a guest on the show? Reach out to me on Twitter, Twitch, Discord, and just let me know who you'd like to discuss. A huge thank you to my patrons, including my tier two and three patrons, Six Sense, Bobblehead, and Aperture Flash. And thank you to Elias Ali and Andy Brooks, who created the theme music. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pixel People Pod and keep up with me on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Enjoying the show? Be sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love it if you could leave a review. It helps more people find the show. See you next time.